Tonight's episode is titled Empathy Grifters and Scams. Monkey Nips says, Hey, what's up, man? Monkey Nips, good to see you. Tonight's episode is a little bit of a more serious kind of uh, discussion. And once again, what we had today was a person online who had a, Hey, guys, I'm going through some real tough times. And me and my mother are homeless, and we're living in my car, and if you could drop in some money, we would really appreciate it, and it would really help us out, et cetera, et cetera. Which, hey, let's be honest, that's terrible. Nobody wants to be homeless and have to live in their car, especially not with a, a, a parent or another person. It'd be hard enough living in your car by yourself, but have to do that with another person, that would be awful. So clearly, like, let's all have some empathy. Let's be super cool. Let's donate them some money and help them out. Except that story's not true. They aren't homeless living in a car. So basically, all the donations and the money that people were giving them were based on basically a fucking grift. So how great is that? So... Setting that aside for a moment, Monkey says, super aside, sorry, or am I wearing contacts? No. Let me see, can I get super eyeball cam? No contacts. Um, I had laser surgery on my eyes way back in the day. So I had laser surgery way back in uh, my eyes back in the day. I used to wear contacts, but I don't anymore. Um, it's probably just the lights making my eyes extra shiny. Um, but I've also had people ask me, how do you do that? Your eyes, like, really shine, really sparkle. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because my eyes are actually robot lenses and you're getting the reflection off of the cyborg scanning thing from outer space. Uh, also drunk? Yeah, drunk. You turn from G just to see that D&D girl says, damn, that's close. So anyway... Uh, this person was empathy grifting. Good day, Joey. Good to see you, sir. Uh, this person was empathy grifting and basically presenting a false story. Now, I don't know if some people knew them from before or what, but some of that stuff gets pat. For fucking sake, Nightbot. Go fuck yourself. So there's a, um... I don't know if there was a component of people who said they knew this person before or what, but that got pushed around and propagated, and they got basically a bunch of money that was based on a false pretense. That's not the first time that's happened, obviously, and what I've noticed is that in certain circumstances this past year, especially with COVID and especially with a lot of people falling on hard times, that fake grifting is very much uh, rampant out there. Um, Monkey Nip says, dude, I could use someone pushing me around right now and catch my drift. No, I don't get that. I don't get it. I did ignore. Yeah, it, it does suck. Uh, Joey says, what am I talking about today? We're talking about grifters and scammers, people who are using hard times, um, that's great, monkey, but we don't want to hear about that. It's a uh, hard times, and they're using basically um, people's goodwill 
in communities now especially you got to figure there's like horror communities or whatever going around and those people come together so if one person says hey can you help this person because i really know them often people will just automatically assume well i know that person so if they're sending this out then that's probably true and the next thing you know it they've got like some of them they've got like ten twenty thousand dollars i mean I'm not talking an insignificant amount of money. I'm talking piles of cash. And um, number one, yes, fucking bastards. Number two, black cat, second oldest profession. That's 100% right. And I sometimes think that people forget that even though there are some of these middle, I'm going to say circle communities, the art community, the retro gaming community, the horror community, God, I've seen it everywhere. The heavy metal community. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, they're part of this circle. They use the ha- They use the right hashtag, so like that vets them enough to be in there. Don't do it. Hey, if you kind of don't know somebody who truly doesn't know that person in real life, and you don't really, really trust them, don't do that. And if you are going to do it, um, court is bored. New follower. Hey, by the way, Corda's board is on Twitter and starts the cinephile dogpile hashtag. So be a cinephile dogpiler and uh, make sure you stop in on Twitter and say hi to Corda's board. He's got some great movie stuff, some great polls, fun dude to talk to. So make sure you check him out. Thanks uh, so much for that, Cord. But a lot of these, a lot of these people come out and they do this in. Uh, you know, Bill says, yeah, growing up in New York City has left me pretty cold to appeals for money. Uh, Black Cat says, save it for someone that really needs it. Uh, yes, Zero Joey. Welcome to the welcome to the Cigar Goyle Lounge or Gargoyle Den, however you want to phrase it. doesn't matter to me. But, yeah, I grew up around the city of Detroit, so I was exposed to a lot of that, too. And the thing is, it becomes very difficult. It becomes very difficult if you if you aren't used to saying no to people who come up to you directly, Hey man, I really need some money. I really need some help, man. Some of them are really aggressive. And I had guys chase me down the street, yell and swear. Oh, you don't have a heart. You're fucking cold. Fuck you. And all this shit. And you're like, yeah, but man, it's not that I don't have empathy and it's not that I'm cold. It's basically that at this point, for one reason or another, I don't know you and I'm not giving you that money. I can like, I'll give my money to either another person or an organization that I know. Um, Joey says that never happened to you, but it sounds annoying. I, uh, one of my coworkers, he had a guy, he had a guy who started saying, who started chasing him. He's like, Hey, if you're not going to give me money, give me that shirt. You're wearing two shirts, man. I can't even afford one shirt. Give me that fucking shirt. And he starts like chasing him, And, uh, I feel like that's taken a little bit of a backseat to the online grifting now. And obviously most of them aren't aggressive. But boy, oh boy, you'll say, huh, this person appears to be homeless and broke, yet I see them online every day and they're constantly on Twitter every day. And you're like, I don't know, that seems a little slightly bizarre, but I, I guess maybe you're on your phone from your car but we're like so i don't know man um 
man, America is weird. But Joey, that's just not America. If you go to a place, like if you go to places like Jamaica or Greece, uh, there's a lot of places out there with all sorts of panhandling, chiseling, grifting. I mean, think of the Victorian era in London. I mean, uh, cut purses and all that stuff, chasing people around. Uh, it's not just an America thing. It's just different in the different parts of the world, I think, where that's better and worse than others. Um, blackheaded somebody yelling at you that you were a trust funder? <laughs> How do they... Well, and the other thing is, those people, you go, how do you know I'm not on my last penny? What, just because I'm walking around here and I'm not begging, you think I'm like a rich man? How do you know I'm not going fucking broke? And Double D&D Girl says, Seattle was worse than Pontiac for begging. And that's the other thing. Okay, here's the, here's the worst of the worst parts of this. I know, and I'm not naming names, I know some people who themselves are having some struggles with money. They are not, by any stretch of the means, flush with cash. And they saw one of these, hey, I'm broke and I'm about to lose my house and my head's going to fall off and I've got an alien infection from outer space and uh, vampires are after me and, you know, it's this endless string of all the stuff that's wrong. And this person gave them money. Like, enough money to the point where, hey, like, they were going to struggle, but, you know, they really just felt so bad for this person. And it was fake! And it was fucking fake! They got totally bamboozled! And they didn't even have the money to give. And so that's the thing, like, hey, number one, if you're already on your last legs, and you're, and you're stretching, especially in this day and age, hey, man, I don't want to say be a little cold, but, man, you've got to really fucking use some judgment on that like especially if you don't know him joey says man i'm scared i might meet someone like that i'm too easy to donate money to people even though i'm poor i mean and that's the thing they know they know that they absolutely know that which is why they do it black cat says if i ever get to my blog i actually did some panhandling in montreal and berkeley in 1972 i didn't use fake excuses though I mean, that's the thing. Like, I ha- I, ha- I know somebody, I know another friend of mine on Twitter. They occasionally, yeah, they have money issues because there's scheduling conflicts between when they get their money and when they get paid. And then they had some things that broke and they didn't even want it as a gift. They just needed the money early so that they could pay it back later. I trusted them because I knew that person. I knew that person personally. I talked to them frequently. And so that was different, you know. Um, Black Cat says it was different then. It was a hippie thing. I mean, it's the same thing. But, like, look, if you want to give somebody some money, number one, don't do it to buy yourself karma. Don't be like, well, I donated to this person because I did a shitty thing once. Don't use that as a fucking absolution of guilt. If you want to give somebody money, just give them money because you just have some extra and you just go, hey, you know what? It's no real water off my back. Maybe it helps somebody out. Maybe that person's full of shit. Either way, you know, maybe at some point. The Nanotech says, hey, Nanotech, I remember you from playing, uh, what was that? Uh, something from the ashes. It was from some. It was from something from the ashes. I can't remember the rest of that game. 
Uh, sounds like a heavy topic tonight, just dropping in to say hello. It is kind of a heavy, heavy topic. And to further on with the with the online grifting, man, there was somebody that almost get remnant from the ashes. I couldn't remember the first part of that. Fun game. Very cool game. By the way, if you're looking to play Remnant from the Ashes, hit up the Nanotech. The guy's an expert at that. Uh, very nice person. Uh, great dude to play with. Great dude to chat with. So make sure you say hello. But man, this person was going to give. They had a thing. They were about to donate money to this one person. And it was like thousands of dollars. Hey, they had, you know, they had it. It was, oh, you know, I'm really feel for this person. I'm going to help them out. It wasn't true. Thousands. That was thousands of dollars. Like, you know, around $2,000 that they were going to do that. And and that incident is what sparked this topic. You've got to watch out for that stuff now. And I know it can be extremely difficult for some people when they see that stuff and they read it to ignore it if you're one of those people then that's like the that's like the then if you start to see it and you know what it is mute it block it don't read it just turn away if you can't resist it's like bill in the snack frenzy that has to get turned into a not food that has to be turned into a nope sorry i feel for you but now i'm gonna do it um Black Cat says, one time a dude made me watch his store while he went to get drunk. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? That's, uh, I mean, that's weird. What kind of store was it? How, how does that even pan out? Hey, will you watch my store? I want to go down over there and get bombed. So just like, here's how you work the register. And what, How would you, and how did he make you? Why didn't you tell that guy to pound it up his fucking behole and then you just say no and leave? Because that also is a little interesting to me. But, man, these online scams, these online grifters, all the way back to very early internet that shit has been going on. And if you are unfamiliar with the term, catfishing is also fucking rampant as hell. Absolutely rampant as hell. I have seen several groups, communities, hashtags, threads, servers, whatever it is, where there is almost always at least a handful of people who will use stolen pictures and basically create an identity of a person who is either dead, doesn't exist, isn't on the internet and social media very much, and they'll use that to basically get gifts. And... Honestly and obviously, the cute girls tend to be the easiest targets. It'll be a picture, you know, of usually a younger female, and then they're on hard times, and their kid needs a thing, and then this and that and the other. Because, look, if somebody, if you saw me, and I was like, hey, I'm on hard times, guys, people would be like, who the fuck cares? This bald, crusty-looking dickhead. I ain't giving him shit. That's just the way it goes. So, in a lot of cases, those just aren't those real people. Um, Joey says, I feel bad, man. Those people are acting like that, making people who actually need it a bad time. Uh, and, and, yeah, like, 
because that the because they know it they know it works. It's panhandlers. It's chis- it's chiselers. Um, Black Cat says an exotic tobacco store. I was panhandling in Berkeley. He said, "I'll give you money. Watch my store." I didn't know where anything was. Everyone had to get their own stuff. He could hardly walk when he got back. <laughs> Black Cat, you have some of the best, weirdest stories. I think between you and Wild Bill, you guys should get together and publish a book. Uh, you guys would make a fortune selling all of your crazy uh, stories from back in the day. I love it. Cheers to you both. All right, those of you listening to this as a podcast, you will take a quick break, and then we'll be right back to finish this conversation. Um, so apparently that was more rare than he thought. Yes. The, well, while we were taking the break on the pod, uh, podcast, folks, we had an interesting thing uh, that Wild Bill sent through in the chat. We'll get to that in a minute. But let's finish this empathy grifter and scamming talk. The whole catfishing. People not with the real identity and this and that and the other. Also, you cannot, you cannot believe that just because one or two people go, oh yeah, I know this person and they really... That could be their alternate account. That happens all the time, too. So I'm not saying don't give money to any of these people. But, man, you really have to kind of know, like, really, really know and really, really trust somebody. And if you haven't really seen their face on a stream or heard them talk, like, if it's just a couple of pictures and you just know them from chatting on there, fucking you have no idea that is who that person is. Not anymore. Like... You could check the IP. Okay, well, what does that give you? That gives you nothing. They could be on a VPN. They could be on a public network. They could be who the fuck knows. That IP address means jack shit anymore. I mean, I at one point had a thing that would switch my IP address various times throughout the day just for that, for even was when I worked in some security stuff. That's pointless. That's t- completely pointless. Fucking IP address is as worthless as anything at that point. Um, <clears throat> so... If you don't really know that person, man, okay, look, if you really feel like you need to, give them $5. All right, here's five bucks. But don't go out there going, oh, they they have a thing. I'm going to lose my whole apartment and my life and my eyeballs are going to fall out and I'm going to turn into a gelatinous crab monster if I don't get $2,000 by the end of next week. And then you look at them and donations are coming through, 250 bucks, 300 bucks, all the rest of this stuff. Holy shit. Holy shit. And like, just be careful. Just be careful. They, they pe- If you, let's put it this way. There's some people who will spend eight hours a day doing nothing but building up a false identity just to grift for money. So if you don't think that that happens, I got news for you. It 100% does. There's some people where you go, if you just put that effort into doing graphic design or web or anything, you could have actually just had a job and made money at that point, possibly. But man, it's it's about the panhandle. So, uh, you know, Joey says, "Oh, yeah, I can already imagine myself doing that. I'll just give them two hundred, man. Look, and especially if you already don't have money, just take care of yourselves, right? They'll find a way. Is is is." As I will say, not everyone's plight is your responsibility to fix. I have empathy. I really do. 
but there are a lot of chiselers out there. Tons of grifters, tons of scammers, whether that's email, a GoFundMe, uh, Patreon, uh, hey, I like doesn't matter what pictures they have. They could have got that off of a of a closed account from Facebook. They could have pulled that off of a cached search result of a profile that doesn't show up or whatever anymore. All I'm saying is be careful with your money, folks. I would rather you go buy yourself some conies and then give uh, 10 bucks to, I don't know, your local United Way or whatever the hell charity you feel like. Give it to the National Cancer Foundation. Shit. Just give it to a tip to one of your waitresses at that point, for God's sakes. Whatever it is, right? If you feel like you really need to just give just because you're flush and you feel like you're giving back to the world, watch it with these online people, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Fucking watch it. So, hey, here's a cheers to all of the people out there with big hearts who have empathy who have a lot of love to give. Look, I'm one of them. I'm tempered a little bit more with some rough experiences that have turned me around a little bit in some of that. But, hey, man, cheers cheers to everyone out there who has a heart. It is great to often see how much people will come together to help someone. Just make sure you are helping the person you really think you are. That's all. All right, so we'll get past a little bit of that topic now. Joey says, I don't like seeing other people in a hard time because it reminds me of your old situations. Your parents took out a loan and they were working their ass off to pay the money back and I want to see them in that pain and you were still young. Exactly. But see, and that's just the point though. They All of, all of that stuff is engineered to pull on your heartstrings. I mean, what, 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 are, what are they going to type? Hi, my name is John, give me cash, because I need it. Eh, fuck yourself, John, or whoever the fuck you are, whatever your fucking name is. So no, they're going to tell you about their actual story. But the thing is, if you don't know that that's a real story, don't necessarily give them cash. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is, dig a little deeper, whatever. And and, and if you don't want to go through all that, and you're going to give them some money, make it a very small amount. Don't drop $2,000 or a couple hundred bucks or whatever. If you personally know that person and you have a long-running relationship with them, then, you know, that's a different story. Black Cat says a lot of people that really need don't ask. A thousand percent agree. hundred percent, absolutely. I, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. You know, um, in most of the people that at that point would do, they won't phrase it. They won't paint it so, like, they won't. It's like somebody where you go, hey, I think you're lying. And then the the more of an elaborate tale they try to tell you, the more you go, I feel like this is connived and contrived. A simpler story, hey, having some money troubles right now, I could really use anything you could spare. I love you guys, but here's whatever. Like, that's different. And maybe you go, okay, but the more it's this elaborate, like, checking the boxes. Well, I'm homeless. I live in a car. And my mother's with me. And I have this. I have that. And you're like, look, maybe, but I, you're really stacking it. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I'm just saying be careful with your dollars. Be careful with your pennies. 
right? So that's that. Watch out for online grifters. Watch out for scammers. Watch out for catfishers. None of that is good. So just, uh, you know, just just be be on the lookout. All right, one last comment here from Joey. My parents said they feel ashamed for asking for money to friends and family, but they don't have a choice. Yeah, I mean, right? Like I say, this isn't about this isn't about not wanting to help people out who are truly in a bad way. It's about be careful with whose stories you believe and who you're going to trust and who you're going to give that money to. That's all. All right, back on to some hilarious talk as we end out and round up this night's episode. Wild Bill got way too many carbs from licking old ladies' assholes, and we all in the chat were basically confused, wondering why he got so many carbs from licking beholes. As it turns out, that was a whole misunderstanding, and as I initially had thought, it's probably some sort of cookie. As it turns out, it is a pie, like a pie crust cookie that you make and kind of twist it and do a little knot and you add some cinnamon. and So that all makes sense. But we all had a little bit of a laugh uh, on that. Yeah, the Metamucil residue. That's where you get it. You know, it kind of splatters out there. and you. Oh, God. So anyway, I had a buddy. He for, uh, <laughs> he for... Where the fuck did that phrase come from in your family? I don't yeah, that's a good question, Bill. Did she just I mean, I feel like that's a hilarious thing for your grandma to say. Like, that's pretty great. She sounds badass. <laughs> um, I had a buddy of mine for he's done this on multiple occasions. So on one of them, he brought to a I believe it was a New Year's Eve party. He brought raspberry football cookies. Um Bill says, my grandmother just used to call them that since I was hell at least as young as four to five. But you're, <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great. But he made these cookies called raspberry football cookies because they were sort of shaped a little bit like a football. And then they had this little inner sort of ridge ripple with the cookie. And then there was some nice raspberry jelly on the inside. Now... If that sort of sounds like it might be a little bit of the shape of a vagina, it's because it absolutely was. But the people at the party, especially many of the girls, when he showed up being a guy, not really, hey, I tried this recipe, you know, I was watching this, and these are these, you know, football cookies, and I made them with this raspberry jelly, and they're really good. And, oh, you made cookies. And, yeah, you know, like, it's really good. You just lick the raspberry, and they take a bite of the cookie. And so here's these girls who are... Some of them, I would, I'm not going to say just very nice girls taking these cookies and like, oh, raspberry football cookie. And they're like, yeah, eat the, eat those cookies. (laughs) And then when he would point out what it was, they would turn tomato red. It's like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, slower, slower. Put your fingers in there. Wait, I mean, Joey says, oh, dear, what kind of a story am I listening to? And Battle Air says, oh, dear. <laughs> yep, getting the, oh, getting those red wings. <laughs> and then <laughs> later on, 
for another party, a larger party, he made chocolate starfish cookies. <laughs> he made chocolate starfish cookies. And again, uh, some of the people that were there in their naivety were just like, oh, mm, chocolate starfish. A lot of the other people knew the gig was up who had gotten trapped with the raspberry football cookies before and didn't say anything about it And while they devoured those delicious chocolate starfishes. <laughs> so anyway, if, <laughs> if you're ever looking for some fun, might I suggest you bake up something and give it a ridiculous name and see who doesn't get it in their... You know, it could be the snack frenzy is a powerful thing. So you bring up delicious cookies, and some people are just like, oh, mm, cookie, and they totally forget. Have you paid attention to the shape of said cookie and or its name? It goes back to a little bit of the uh, <laughs> a little bit of the grift and scam and uh, pay attention to what you're reading. Joey says, I hate the context of that cookie store. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, Joey, that's about as vehement and vitriolic as I've seen you about anything. Man, a guy really hates being bamboozled over cookies. And welcome, Battle Air. And uh, who else do we have in here? There's somebody else that I missed. Who else was in here? There was another person uh, that I missed giving a great hello to. Uh... Wait a minute. Let me scroll up. Uh, maybe I missed it. I'm going to scroll back down. Yeah, because I like cookies and I can imagine myself doing that. All right. For those of you, what am I drinking? Oh, this is running down the last of my re-oaked mellow corn. I... I'm going to say, if you haven't tried mellow corn, you've got to try some mellow corn. I have about that much left in the bottle. There's no way that that will help. There's no way that that will hold me through till Thursday. <laughs> olive oil. Olive oil that's that liquidy? I mean, what kind of olive oil do you use, dude? Unless it's heated up, which it could be. But it's not. No, this is a corn, uh, corn whiskey. Um, I will have a shipment of mellow corn that has come in. I don't want to say that's becoming the official drink of the podcast, but it's very good. Uh, you've only, Belair says, sounds delicious. I've only sipped some corn whiskey once. I highly recommend mellow corn. You can get it bottled in bond. It's a hundred proof. So do beware. It is kind of strong, but if you add just a little bit of water to it and you sip it, man, it's got a great flavor, especially for the price. I'm telling you, you'll be surprised. You can get a fifth of that for $14 here where I live. And normally right around that price range, you're like, ooh, this is going to be some rock gut and give you a big headache. That one day, Black Cat, I remember you asking me about what sort of a bad hangover I had the next day. None. I had no hangover whatsoever. That's the power of mellow corn. Joey says, I don't drink because I don't like how it impacts your brain. See, I'm the same way. I don't actually like getting drunk, but I am a giant individual with a large alcohol tolerance. So that doesn't really do much for me other than making me kind of mellow and sweat a little bit. 
uh, Wild Bill says, how the crap is that possible? You, that doesn't even make any sense. That's how Wild Bill sounds when he gets mad. How the crap is that possible? I don't know, dude. Uh, I worked in a brewery for a while, and that was nitro-level stuff, and I just have a pretty high alcohol tolerance. And it's weird, the stuff that does and doesn't affect me. You know, if I if I have a drink like this and it's just straight whiskey in a glass, uh, you know, it doesn't really doesn't really mess me up so much. And that was a lot of that mellow corn. But the mellow corn also, it doesn't have uh a lot of what uh what is that? Um It's not tannins. Is it tannins? It's not tannins. What's that called? Mm. But anyway, uh, because it's a lighter whiskey and it's not super dark, um, it doesn't. It's not. You're not going to get as much of a hangover from that. Uh, Joey says, "Oh, you sweating back the olive oil? No, it's because I'm wearing this. It's cold down here, and I'm wearing this Ming the Merciless, like this polyester fleecy thing. Like it's warm. So like after I have the drinks and I'm talking for a little while, I start sweating." <sighs> All right, let's take that off because I am—I don't want to sweat anymore. <clears throat> oh, thick body. Yeah, man, I—I uh, I do have a thick body. I have lost this year about twenty-five-ish pounds, which I'm very happy for. Mostly, it came off of my midsection, which is great. But I was up to. My heaviest, I think, near the end of last year, coming into the beginning of this year. And not a whole lot of that was fat. But some of it was, obviously. Probably from drinking beer, usually with lunch. Uh, Black Cat says, I found that if I take a marijuana pill first, it prevents the hangover. And then tannis root, you wear it around your neck. No, I'm talking about a different thing. That's different. Uh, Crystal ball head. Woo! It's not very shiny really today because I didn't shave it today. So wait till wait till a workout day and then it's really shiny because I usually shave in the shower. Um, yeah, like, man, some stuff gives me a hangover, some stuff doesn't. You know what will give me an absolutely terrible hangover is wheat beer. Wheat beer, for whatever reason, uh, I don't know if I have an allergic reaction to it or something, but not only does it make my sinuses get all fucked up, but then I feel like I have the worst hangover the next day. So I do not drink wheat beers anymore. Um, wine makes you sick. Yeah, certain red wines will give me the worst fucking, head uh, worst fucking headache. The ghost toe. I don't have ghost toe anymore, Joey. Remember? I clipped the front of it off and squeezed out all the ghost juice. And now I wear better socks and possibly slippers so my toes don't get ghost toe. Um, but yeah, I got more of this mellow corn on the way. We'll be drinking more mellow corn. And on Thursday, Thursday will be a special day because again, we're trying to do the one star review, read and giveaways. So if you want to help look up some one star reviews of establishments, restaurants, that sort of thing, try to find ones that aren't obviously fake. I'm going to go back to the grifting scamming thing. Some of them you can tell that sounds like somebody just telling a story. Other ones you know, have a little bit more of some legitimate to them. Uh, but we'll read those. You can submit up to three. You can either copy and paste the text of that to me, either a Twitter DM or a whisper here on Twitch, or uh, you can send me a link. I want to try and review those a little bit ahead of time. Uh, so that will be a lot of fun. Joey says he won't be here tomorrow. He's school in the morning. 
No worries, man. We love it every time you come back. Uh, study hard, study well, pay attention to your schooling, and when you can, in the meantime, practice those art skills, man. You're really improving. You're doing some great shit with that tablet. You've got a lot of you've got a lot of skill there, so keep it up. Uh, Black Cat is going to try and send one tomorrow. Yeah, I want to make this sort of a recurring segment. I think it's hilarious. I think it's a lot of fun. Battle Air says, oh, God, yes, I hope to be there. Yeah, man, if you have any of those, send them on through. Some of the hotel route, how the hotel ones are the fucking funniest. And that's where I got the idea for this. They're reading ho- reviews of these hotels down in the city of Detroit. And some of those reviews were just out of control hilarious. For example, one of them, one of them, they were like, and then when we got into the room, we went over to the wardrobe, and when we were examining a place to put our clothing, in one of the drawers was a pair of used black panties. And the lawyer's like, oh, and he's like, oh, no, hey, hey man, free, free panties. Oh, no. I can't this room, and I came in and I get the free pair of uh, black panties from my panty collection. <laughs> Can a Malaysia hotel count? Absolutely. Anywhere. Doesn't matter where it is. All across the country, all across the globe. You got a great hotel review of a terrible hotel, terrible review. Uh, please send it on in. I think that shit's hilarious. And Thursday, we're just going to sit back and read those. And hopefully, we all have a laugh and laugh our asses off at that. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. It'll be with my replenished mellow corn supply. So I'm going to be mellow corning it up. Because if it wasn't mellow corn, it was going to be fighting cock. Fighting cock. Re-oaked fighting cock is fucking incredible, too, by the way. I'm not joking. It's really spectacular. So, we are going to end the podcast and the stream here, moving up. For those of you listening to this as a podcast, as I say all the time, stay safe, keep the faith and all that good shit. Get yourselves some rest and take it easy out there. We'll see you next time.